God tells you to walk by faith in the present based on the word he gave you in the past so that you know your future is secure. Man, I love that. I love that. What are you doing, God? You're letting us see that faith keeps the person that keeps the faith. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you've joined us as we continue to look at Joshua. And what a great reminder from Pastor Ford just a moment ago that we are to walk by faith. That's not always easy. Sometimes as we uh, encounter the trials and the difficulties of life, we can, uh, just based on our emotions, feel like we want to give up on that walk. But to know that our future is secure, to be able to trust what God has revealed to us in the light during those times of darkness is so important for the believer in order to walk by faith. But what does that really look like? And, and how do we begin to apply that practically? Well, that's what we're looking at in today's message. So if you can, I hope you'll open up your Bible. Join us in Hebrews chapter 11 as we continue the message, Leap Before You Look. Here is Pastor Ford. Not just bow to the control of Christ, but believe the confirmation of Christ. Look at what it says in chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went in, none came out. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thy hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Look what's going on here. Three things, just write them down. Vulnerability, vulnerability. Believe the confirmation of Christ. What does he confirm? Vulnerability. Secondly, vision, verse 2. And then 3 through 5, victory. Those are confirmed. So you can go back and you can look at these passages, Joshua 2.11, Joshua 5.1, where he promised Joshua, I'm going to whip them for you. Exodus 23.27, let me read it. God said to the children of Israel, I will send my fear, not your fear, before thee and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come and I will make all your enemies turn their backs unto thee. Now, not this but getting their hat. God says, first of all, since they are greater than you and you already know it, I have to make you great in their sight. I'm going to put the fear of God in them. Let me see if I can illustrate. Some of y'all know this already. But when my, when my oldest grandson, little Jay, uh, was about seven or eight years old, now he's uh, 15, be 16 in September, and, and now I'm looking up at him even more than I look up at his daddy. His daddy's 6'4", and, and uh, you know, this, this is the wrong stream being. He's 6'4 now, too, and telling his daddy, oh, you know, I'm going to be a couple inches taller than you, my man. So one day they come to my house, and they get out of the car. This is when I was living on Escanaba, and they get out of the car, and little Jay's crying. Now, I don't have favorites, but they say, you know, he's my favorite, but he's not my favorite because I don't have favorites. I got nine grandkids. I love them all the same. <laughs> well, that's what you say. So anyway, little Jay's crying. And I say, what's wrong, man? He said, my daddy hit me, and he hit me for nothing. I didn't do anything, Papa. He just hit me. And so I said, oh, man, he hit you for nothing. Honest, I didn't do anything. Ask him. I said, why you hit me, Daddy? He said, for nothing. I said, Jay, you hit this boy, what'd he do? He said, Dad, Dad, I got this, I got this. You know, and so little Jay said, Papa. I said, what? He said, slap him. <laughs> so I grabbed him, pop! And little Jay said, he, 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 he. He said, Papa, what? 
hit him again. So I hit him again, pow! So then he was, he was my shadow all, that, all the time they were there. They were about four hours. They, oh, he was just my shadow. I said, boy, you go on in and play, watch TV. No. Because <laughs> my daddy keep giving me these evil looks. So they got ready to go. He said, Papa, can I talk to you in the kitchen for a minute? I said, yeah. He said, Papa, my daddy going to get me home. He going to get me. He going to get me. Can you tell him not to get me? I said, okay. I said, I said, Jay, leave that boy alone here when y'all go home. I said, little Jay, you call me because the rule in our house is sufficient of the day is the evil thereof. We try as much as possible not to go to bed angry. And that's been the secret. You know, my wife and I will be sitting here 40 years of marriage. That's one of our secrets. We don't go to bed angry. We don't. Now, we've been up for three weeks at a time, <clears throat> but we don't go to bed angry. Tell him. So I said, I said, okay, so once, once we pray with our children, it's, that's it. Once we pray, there's no chastisement for anything. It's a clean slate. It's etch-a-sketch. And so I said, call me after y'all pray. So after they prayed, little Jay called me up. He said, Papa, I'm in bed now. Me and Daddy have prayed. Then he said, Daddy, can I talk to Papa uh, in private for a minute? And uh, I heard Jay say, mm, uh, you know. And so he said, Papa. He said he was looking at me evil all the way home, but he didn't touch me. And when we prayed, he even was smiling at me. Papa, he sure must be scared of you. <laughs> and you know what I said? Show you right. That's what God said he's going to do. Yeah, they intimidate you, but guess what? We've got a God who's bigger than what's bigger than us. Man, Jesus. Check this out. Here's what I like Ephesians. It always says everything's in the heavenly. All your blessings in the heavenly in Christ Jesus. Everything you have is in the heavenly in Christ Jesus. Here's the part I like. It says he's above, far above all principalities and powers. Let me tell you what that means. Let me tell you what that means. Oh, that's so exciting. That's so exciting. That's so exciting. Let me tell you what I said. Because that means Rahm Emanuel is the mayor of Chicago, but it don't matter because Jesus sits high above. It means that president of the United States, the highest position in the world, is President Barack Obama, but that don't mean anything because Jesus sits higher than him. That means in our community, there are drugs roaring rampant, teen sex and all that kind of stuff. But the Bible said he sits higher than all that, far above, not just above, far, and then guess what? He's sitting. What are you going through right now? And you're all in the country, you're propping Prozac, you're, you're up all at night, why stay up all night? God never sleeps nor slumbers. So since he's gonna be up all night, you might as well get you some sleep. Well, so then notice what he says. Now, now walk along with me. Open up your Bibles. Walk along with me. Verse 2. See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. Now, here's what I want you to see. See, present tense. I have given past tense. The city, future. They don't have it yet. God tells you to walk by faith in the present based on the word he gave you in the past so that you know your future is secured. Man, I love that. I love that. What, what are you doing, God? You're letting us see that faith keeps the person that keeps the faith. So what's going on here? 
It's a post-dated blessing. Now you're going to act like you don't know what I'm talking about. That you never borrowed some money off of somebody and said, you know what, I'll pay you Monday. Then Monday rolled around and you realize you got too much month at the end of your money. The eagle don't fly till Friday. Now all of a sudden you say, oh, you know, I said I was going to pay you today, but look, look, I'm going to pay you. Here's good faith. I'm going to write you this check. But don't cash it until Friday. So you don't put that day's date on it. You put Friday. You post date it. God is giving them a post-dated blessing. He's saying, I'm giving it to you right now, but you're going to cash it in your future. You can take it to the bank. Whose report shall you believe? Will you believe the economy or will you believe the Bible? Will you believe the doctor's report or will you believe the great physician's report? Will you believe what your circumstances are telling you or will you believe what this word tells you? Hmm. See, some people say the Lord doesn't ask you to do what you can't do. Yes, he does. He told a dead man come forth, and last time I looked, dead men don't walk. He told a blind man see. Blind men don't see. He told a crippled man to walk. Crippled people don't walk. He told a man with a withered hand, stretch forth thy hand. That doesn't happen, but why did you tell them? Let me see if they'll believe my report. Okay, here it is, bottom line, so I can get to the last one, which is the crux and the essence of what it's all about. Do you believe the report of the Lord? If you do, here's what vision will do. You will see your marriage healed, and the two of you are separated and not even living together. You'll see yourself in the car while you ride in CTA. You'll see the children restored, and you can see the line on their nose, the burn marks on the tip of their finger and thumb, uh, the crack pipe in the purse or in the secret hiding place. You'll believe what God, you'll see yourself with a degree, and you just started off as a freshman at 45 years old. You'll see yourself holding a child when the doctor said you can never have a child. And I did that at 8 o'clock. You want to know why? Because I had Frank Rousson the fifth hold up Frank Rousson the sixth because we know here his wife has had three miscarriages and the doctor said she will never have a baby. So we rejoiced this morning. I said, hold him up, hold him up, hold him up. Whose report shall you believe? And so you see your own business when you're working like a Hebrew slave for Mr. Jolly. You see yourself as a spiritual conqueror when all week you've been struggling and the bed you got out of last night wasn't even your own. Look at your neighbor and say, can you see it? You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., a message entitled Leap Before You Look. Uh, really look at the story of Joshua. We're going to hit the pause button right there, but continue in just one moment. If you ever have a question about something that you hear on Treasured Truth, there may be a question related to living out the Christian life faithfully. Pastor Ford welcomes those questions. You can send us a note through our website. Just come to treasuredtruthradio.org. We'll make sure that Pastor Ford does hear from you, and maybe that question will even be answered on a future broadcast. Again, you'll find that link to ask the question at treasuredtruthradio.org. Also a great place to go if you're ever curious about the books that Pastor Ford has written. On the left-hand side of the homepage, you'll uh, be able to click on that link, Books by Pastor Ford, and see the different titles available as a paperback or in an ebook format. Well, right now, let's get back to the message. Again, here's Pastor Ford. 
So in verses 3 through 5, he tells them about the victory. Now, here's all I'm going to say. They get the confirmation of the victory before the battle is fought. Why is that? It's praising God on credit. Here you go again. Y'all going to act like y'all don't know what credit is. Credit is when you get the product before you pay the total price with incremental payments because you have a good credit history. Is God's credit good with anyone? Here's what he's saying. He, he, here's what they're saying. They began to praise him, and they began to praise him before the battle was ever won, demonstrating, I know we're going to win this thing, so I'm not going to wait until after. I'm going to praise him right now. God's credit is good with me because I'm going to praise him even though I'm sick because he didn't heal me before. I'm going to praise him even though I have a job, but he got me a job before. I'm going to praise him on his credit history. Oh, well. Oh, well. Say, what is it like? Okay, let me tell you what it's like. Praising God before you get it is like passing out the cigars and the baby ain't even been born yet. It's like saying thank you and nothing has been given. It's like giving after dinner mints before dinner. It's like giving the benediction, which you wish we would do right now, and the service hasn't even started. It's like saying in Jesus' name and the prayer hasn't even been prayed. It's like saying amen and the preacher ain't said nothing. Then finally, behave according to the commands of Christ. Now here's what he instructs them. Now you can go back to Hebrews. I'm going to put the icing on the cake. Here's what he says. Joshua, tell the people, oh God, you're not going to tell them yourself? No, Joshua, I made you the leader, and I don't want to talk to too many people because then too many cooks spoil the soup. If everybody's an Indian chief, ain't nothing ever going to get done. So I'm going to speak to the man of God so he can speak to my people. Joshua, tell my people what I'm telling you to do. Tell them, walk around the wall one time for six days and seven times on seven days. Say what? Now, let me just give you this real quick. There were seven ways to take a wall in that day. Here they are. Number one, you could scale the wall with ladders, but they didn't have any. You could dig under the wall. That's what Cyrus did to conquer Babylon. He dug under the wall. You can have battering rams, and you can batter the wall. Of course, they didn't have any. You can lay siege. That's what Nebuchadnezzar did to Judah. He laid siege for two and a half years. He just starved them out. Fifthly, you can use catapults, put fire in it, whatever you want to put in it. Sixthly, moving towers. Then finally, deception like the Trojan horse. But they, God didn't tell them none of this. God said Tell them walk around the wall. Wait a minute now. Some of you are facing a Jericho, a sin you can't overcome, a person you have a hard time forgiving, a situation in which you feel completely overwhelmed, a habit you can't break. And you're saying, this is an insurmountable wall. Let me tell you how big this wall was. The wall of Jericho was six feet thick on the inner wall, with a 12 to 15 foot gap and then a 12 foot thickness. It was so wide that two chariots could ride around the top of it side by side and not touch each other. 
This wall was 30 feet high. It was humongous. And God said, I'm going to tell you something, and it's not going to make sense. But after you do it, the wall will come down. After not one day, after not two days, but after seven days. Now, here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. Tell him, walk around the wall. And he said this, tell him, shut up. Keep your mouth shut. I don't want anybody saying anything. So Joshua said, keep your mouth shut. So here they go, walking around the wall. God, why are you telling them to keep their mouth shut? Because here you go, first day. Now remember now, Jericho was the strongest city in the land. God had them go to the baddest people first. These were some gang-banging folk, Jack. <laughs> telling you. And so, and so he, he, he has them go. And they're walking around. Now, remember, they're laughing. They ain't even got any swords. You know, how they going to whoop us, man? You know, what we scared of them for? You know, blah, blah, blah. So the children of Israel are walking. They're walking around the wall. Let's say God said they could talk. Here's the first day. Now, does this make sense to you? Don't make no sense to me. I mean, Joshua talking about God said something to him. I don't know about that, man, because this don't make sense. You ever heard anybody telling you, you going to walk, walk around a wall and, and the wall going to come down? This don't make sense. Day, day two. Oh, here we go again. You know what? My corns are hurting, and this don't make sense. I don't see anything. The people laughing, spitting on us, everything up there. And this don't, you, you mean to tell me you believe that God told him to do this simple stuff? I mean, I thought you had a mind. You ain't got no mind. Third day, I ain't walking. Y'all go ahead. You can walk if you want to. I ain't walking, you know? Yeah, fourth day. And so some are sitting down now, fourth day. Oh, man, I don't know who told we supposed to do this. So God said, shut up. Zip your lip. And then walk around that wall like I told you. Look, here's what I came to tell you. It works. It works. Now, here's what you're saying. It ain't working for me. I'm going to tell you why. And then I'm going to let you go home. What did he tell them? He gave them four instructions. Here they are. Walk. Watch. Wait. And well, you know, I didn't, couldn't say shout. I just couldn't put shout in there. Yeah. What's he saying? Walk is your action of faith. That demonstrates to me that you believe me because you're walking. See, God's not doing something for some of you because you ain't walking. But then he says, watch. That is the awareness of faith. Because God wants us to follow his direction, and we've got to know where he's leading. But then he says, wait, and that's where we, that's where we fall. Because we just can't wait. We say, Lord, give me patience and give it to me now. But he told Moses, stand still. He told Ruth, sit still. In Psalm 46, 10 and 11, he said, be still. You know what it means? Take your hands off. Now, why does it say after seven days? Because God wants us to know. It ain't going to happen after one day. It's not going to happen after two or three or four or five. When you wholly follow the Lord, when he tells you this is how, look, some of you ain't going to never get out of debt because you won't tithe. And you're never going to get out as long as you robbing God. And I done told you before, some of y'all came to church in stolen vehicles today because you took God's money and bought that, paid that note. Some of you got stolen clothes on because that, that, that's clothes that you pay with, with money you're supposed to give to God. Hmm. So what's the point? Here's the point. 
I, I like Romel brought this out. We were talking, we were just a Sunday night, and I told him, he's in Hebrews 11 too, and he's one Sunday ahead of me. I said, you are? I said, well, let me hear what you did for this next piece. And he gave it to me, and, and I listened to it. I said, wow, that boy, I, I love that boy's preaching. But he said one thing. He said, look what's going on. Jesus is telling Jesus that Jesus saves. I said, I like that. Because the name Joshua just means Yahweh saves. That's all. What's going on here? See, they came across the Red Sea. That symbolizes salvation. You see, because Pharaoh symbolizes the devil. Egypt symbolizes the world. The Passover symbolizes salvation through Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 5, 7, Christ is our Passover. What picture is he giving them? He's saying, verse 29, you came across the Red Sea, you're saved. But salvation is not the ending point, it's the beginning point. God has so much more for us, and some of us live so close to the line that if we ever fall, we're back in the world. But we need to be walking with him because this represents crossing the Jordan River sanctification. Not only does he want to justify us, he wants to sanctify us, but it'll never happen until we surrender, until we submit, until we're willing to let the sovereign Lord be the sovereign Lord. Well, what a great challenge. Who knows what God has in store for you when you submit and when you allow him to be the Lord of your life. Well, you're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor James Ford Jr. And don't you just love the fact that stories like this one come alive week after week and day after day on this program. And you know, that's what Moody Radio is all about. We're not only providing companionship throughout the day, but actually showing you how the Word of God applies to every aspect of your life. And as you find yourself drawing spiritual strength and nourishment from this program, we'd like to invite you to become one of our monthly partners. You're not only going to enjoy the satisfaction of knowing that you're doing your part, but you're also providing these daily Bible studies for others who may not be in a position to give. You know, monthly partners sustain this program through their consistent financial gifts. And for that, we're grateful. And if you want to become a monthly partner right now, give us a call, 888-644-7660. Or go online to treasuretruthradio.org. Now, when you choose to become a monthly partner by auto gift at a level of $30 or more, you're going to receive a 50% discount on the entire library of resources from Moody Publishers. Now, this includes books by Pastor Ford and a wide range of additional resources designed to help you just grow in your understanding of God's Word. And Moody Publishers has something for everybody in the family. And as Christmas draws near, this discount offers a unique opportunity to search for gifts that have significant spiritual value. Not only books, but DVDs, CDs, and a wide variety of Bibles. So call now, 888-644-7660, or go online to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, I'm Steve Hiller, our producer is Amy Rios, and Thursday on Treasure Truth, Pastor Ford begins a study of Rahab, so join us tomorrow for Treasure Truth.
a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.